0: Hello, and welcome to yet another baseball podcast where we'll talk about the game, the players, the teams, and all things around the diamond. I'm your host, Justin Kohler, and let's step into the batter's box because a new episode is about to get underway. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of yet another baseball podcast again. I'm your host Justin Kohler and I'm very happy to be it's been a little bit it's been a bit of a break since the last episode just uh, busyness life everything kind of catching up with me and biting me in the butt but I'm very excited to be back. Uh, to talk about some more baseball. And with that, it's been a lot of time since the previous episode, so a lot has changed. Of course, we're in the offseason, but just a few weeks away from spring training really starting to get underway. So it's a, it's just an exciting time to be a baseball fan. Uh, So for this episode, a few things kind of planned. A bit of my experiences with this offseason so far. I want to talk a bit more about the Jays offseason, as kind of being my team right now, uh, and then go into a bit more of the, the specific details on certain players that we've picked up. So very excited to get underway, going to be lots of material to talk about, and to to get right into it, it's going to be hard not to talk about this Blue Jays offseason without starting off with Shohei Otani, and the absolute woes that encircled my life for weeks, it felt like. There was a solid maybe two, three-week period where I was checking uh, Twitter in particular Every single day, probably within every single 10 to 15 minute span, it was very unhealthy. And honestly, when he ended up ultimately signing with the Dodgers, there was a big weight taken off my shoulders that I could finally relax a little bit. But it's still it's still terribly hurt. Uh, and as a Blue Jays fan, as someone who's in Canada, the one day in particular, I think it was a day or two before he ultimately ended up signing with the Dodgers. Oh, it was it was tracking flights. It was hearing about a uh, fake Kikuchi dinner scheduled with Otani, it, and ultimately, once that Shark Tank billionaire—I don't remember what his name was—but once they stepped off the plane, it was just dread, and it didn't it didn't go up from there at all. And ultimately, on the day that he ended up signing with the Dodgers, I was devastated. I I went into the off being like, nope, there's no way we're getting Otani, not a chance. And I unfortunately let myself build up some hope, and it just crushed my poor little heart. I think when when it actually happened, I remember sitting in my shower for probably about 15 minutes. Just standing there, not doing anything, just um, just letting the woes and the pain of that signing really weigh down. So it was a really tough day for myself, and I'm assuming for a lot of other Toronto Blue Jays fans. So it was a tough day. What a, what a rough moment in the midst of the uh, off season so far. As a Jays fan, we've had... A few things happen. Uh, a lot of it's been kind of up for debate and some controversy on the ultimate success of what this offseason so far has kind of looked like. I know I personally have had some some mixed emotions on how this has gone so far. Uh, but right off the bat, one of the first signings that we got was landing uh, Kevin Kiermeyer for another year, which is... I, I'm pretty happy about. Uh, when it comes to the Blue Jays who are hitting free agency at, right at the end of the season, uh, predominantly uh, Brendan uh Kevin Kiermeyer, Matt Chapman. Uh, Kevin Kiermeyer was actually the one that I would have been happy keeping a hold of the most, which most people would probably think that would be Matt Chapman, but we'll get into that uh, on a future episode. But I was actually very happy that we re-signed Kevin Kiermeyer. I think I like his spirit. I love his... Uh, just presence in the ball club and on the field and he's just a guy that hustles in every aspect of the game which i super incredibly appreciate uh in in softball and other sports i play center field so it's also hard not to have a respect for a center fielder who's just going all out left and right every single time that he touches the field and he realistically has become a, a fan favorite he very quickly was adopted by blue jays fans and just became an instantly likable guy on the team that I think, honestly, will have probably one of the biggest jumps in jersey sales on the Blue Jays' team this year because a lot of people are like, yes, we know what we're getting. He's a fun guy. Of course I'm going to get a jersey with his name on it because he's just a cool dude. Uh, But ultimately, on an actual baseball Jays standpoint, I think he brings a lot of consistency into the lineup, both defensively and offensively. Uh, I think realistically of the Jays, uh, apart from maybe someone like Boba Bichette, he was, I think, one of the most consistent bats that we had throughout the entire course of the year. And it just, every time it got up to him at the plate, you just knew something could happen. Whereas that mindset kind of dwindled with certain players, uh, uh, namely like um, Alejandro Kirk, Santiago Espinal, Matt Chapman towards the end of the season. But Kevin Kiermaier, he could at least get something done. Anytime he was up to the plate, I even wanted him to be higher up in the order for a lot of the season. I think he would have done well in the maybe the one spot at leadoff with just his ability to to get on base and to hustle. Uh, of course, we'll go into lineup talks at a later date as well once the entire offseason has been kind of fleshed out. But at the end of the day, I'm really happy to have Kevin Kiermaier uh, on the opposite end of it. One player that I was not happy that we picked up is Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, previously of the the New York Yankees, uh, previously then of the Texas Rangers. I think he has some potential, but in my head, he is a boomer bust signing. Uh, At one point when he was with the Rangers, he was hitting over 300. He had some good consistency, a, a good high contact bat, but his numbers over the past few seasons really have just started to drop off ultimately to the point where he was getting active boos from Yankee fans for both some of his plays on the field defensively. And when he was up to the bat, he just was not very well known for producing at a high level. And I mean, Yankee, we talked about this in the past episode, but Yankee fans are a whole breed of their own and they'll boo anyone if they drop a hot dog on the field. But it's, it's, it's not my favorite signing and I was very underwhelmed when I heard we got Isaiah kiner falefa because for a, well, a long time, he was kind of known as one of the, the lower-end Yankees that were on the team. I, I almost said in the market, but on the team in general. And we already have a surplus of utility pieces. It's It was just a very confusing move for me in my head when we have the likes of Kevin Biggio, Davis Schneider, um, Santiago Espinal all already competing for... These positions. I don't know why we signed another one, but it does give me hope that maybe the Blue Jays are trying to line up a potential trade because we do have a large surplus of middle infielders at the moment, and we still have some in the minor leagues still wanting to make their way up, and I think honestly show a bit more promise than the ones who are already at the major league level. Uh, so that's my my hope, but. I've also talked myself into having a bit of optimism now. I think at the immediate point where we signed uh, Isaiah, I-, I was a little left-wanting. And I think now I've I've had a bit more time to settle, let my emotions level out a bit. And I think there is a bit of promise with Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. Like I said, when he was with the Rangers, he was actually putting up some pretty good, pretty solid numbers. And there were times of a lot of promise when he was with the yankees as well i think especially as the season was wrapping up his numbers were really starting to improve but it's we'll see how it goes i think it is a very it's a high ceiling low floor style player that we brought on and it could go either way i'm about 50/50 split on how well isaiah kinderflef will do but it does make me really hope that we we trade for someone Uh, trade targets I'll talk about on the next episode, which hopefully will come out very soon because I want to start putting these out more regularly, but we'll see. (laughs) Moving over to pitching, one of the the kind of under the radar signings that the Blue Jays picked up was Yariel Rodriguez, uh, which is a a, a nice little pitcher who either, uh, my bet is that they're going to slip into a predominantly kind of set up reliever role, um, but also has the capabilities of maybe doing a, a fifth man in the rotation, sort of a spot. Um, he right now his his repertoire consists of a fast fastball, a slider, and a changeup. So a good little mix. I think it would especially work well in a reliever spot. And realistically, I'm just going to talk about Rodriguez in a reliever role. Like I said, he could be seen as a starter, but I think his best potential will come from being a reliever, especially when it comes to the fastball in particular, um, since he usually sits at around 100 on what he can produce on his fastball if you kind of push him into a starter role, you'll start negating that and probably push him down to like a mid nineties fastball and really lose out on that the high end, which we really need, especially after losing Jordan Hicks in free agency this off season. I just think he can offer a lot. I like his repertoire. I think it, all of it complements the other pitches really, really well. And I, I just think this was a really good signing and it caught me off guard. And I'm sure it caught a lot of people off guard on the day, but immediately I was like, Oh, this could work out really, really well for the Jays. It fills a gap that we just created uh, in not re-signing Hicks. And it, from what I've seen, uh, especially in his time with the World Baseball Classic, he looks like a really good pitcher. I think I think he will really pay off, and I think will bring some nice consistency to the bullpen, which is already a top-tier bullpen. I think realistically, when you look at the team that we have Pitching in general, both starting and relieving, I think we are. I would put us at one of the top three, top five teams across major leagues for starting pitching and our relief core. It's lot lots to look forward to, and I think it'll be the nice consistency that this team needs. Uh, and now to kind of wrap things up on on the the signing front, on the most recent signing, which was Justin Turner, previously of the LA Dodgers, Uh previous. Er, More recently with the Boston Red Sox, but more notably with the Dodgers. But um, I like this signing. Uh, I know at the start of the offseason, a lot of people were saying, okay, I need one of Justin Turner, J.D. Martinez, uh, Reese Hoskins, uh, Jorge Soler, that whole group of, of members of the free agent class. I really like Turner. I think I started having him towards the bottom of who I wanted but more and more when I'm actually looking at his numbers and his consistency, I think this was a really, really good deal for the Jays. And it's a really um it's kind of a win-win scenario on him being on a one-year deal, getting a little bit older. I view him as a direct Brandon Belt replacement. And when you view it on that instance, he's he's his numbers really start to shine. Uh high average, high power guy, really good at bats, really good in the clubhouse, very usually steps into a big leadership role. I just think this is a really good move. If you view him as a Matt Chapman replacement, that's where things kind of get a little, eh, a little, a little wonky on what to, on how to kind of make uh, the signing in your head. But viewing him as a Brandon Belt replacement, I think this is a really good signing. Uh, realistically, I've kind of mentioned it. There were three holes that I wanted filled this this free agency, which was Kevin Kiermaier in center, which we solved by just bringing him back. Uh, Matt Chapman at third and Brandon Belt in the DH first base kind of a spot. So all of this, all of these talks of the people that we picked up, I think my ultimate outlook will depend on the last person the Blue Jays sign and if they actually do so or not. I think if we're able to sign one more good bat, I will be happy. I, every every hole that I wanted to be filled will be filled, and I, that will ultimately gauge whether I think this uh, Isaiah Kindler falefa signing is good, this Justin Turner signing is good, and if re-signing Kevin kiermeyer was ultimately in in the, the 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 good category. So we'll see how it goes, but at the end of the day, I really like Justin Turner. I think he brings a lot of promise and I think he's just a good middle of the order bat. Uh he was uh one of the stat leaders I think in RBIs in particular, and I think in terms of home runs he would have been rated second on the Blue Jays last season in not just homers, but I think a couple categories as well. So he's a good bat to have, a good consistent bat to have. And with a lot of his salary based off of uh, games played, that kind of negates a lot of the worries when it comes to his health and his age. So I think it's I think it's a win-win for the Jays on landing Justin Turner. Um, so we're going to keep it nice and short for this episode. So we're going to kind of end it there. This is going to sort of be a little two-parter because I want to have another one talking more about... My my hopes and who I want to trade for, and uh, just kind of uh, want to to wrap up the tail end of this free agent uh, this offseason, right before ramping up into spring training, and then talking about hopes for the season. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of yet another baseball podcast. If there's anything that you would like to uh, have talked about on here, have me go in depth on, uh, let me know. You can find me on nearly every single social media platform at Justin AJ Kohler. That's J U S T I N A J K O E H L E R. Uh, And I'd be happy to talk about pretty much whatever. Uh, So anyways, Thank you so much for listening. Stay happy, stay healthy, and I will talk to you in the next one. See ya. Bye.